Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chrisanne Hall Daily Journal. Chrisanne Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. Woo! Welcome to you watching us on YouTube. I am really excited, J.C. I watch this. Uh, you know, I have to sort of govern over our YouTube channel every day, so I'm always plugging in and seeing what's going on, and we are seeing a, a huge influx in our YouTube watchers. Uh, I don't know what else to call them, watchers, but it's really exciting to me the, to watch as our show is growing in numbers, and so I just want to remind you, if you are uh, not watching this, you're listening to this on the radio station or your podcast. You can always watch us on YouTube as well. If you're watching this on YouTube and you want to catch the podcasts on your phone, there are so many ways you can do that. You can do that through uh, iTunes, Google Music Play, uh, FM.com, ChrisAnnHall.com, SoundCloud. I don't even know all the avenues that we can do this. JC, before we get started, uh, I have a special request from a uh, Chris Ann Hall Show listener Uh-oh. who wants you to help him reach other people. He says he shares our show all the time, but they always, the, the people that he's trying to convince and convert, because remember, we're a teach show, not a talk show. What he runs into a lot is, you know, uh, this aberrant teaching that the Constitution was written by a bunch of rich, elite, white slave owners and that we we not only need to leave, we not only should leave it behind, we need to leave it behind because it's a document of oppression. And so I was specifically asked for you to give a plug just a short few minute description of the class that you teach called More Than Victims, the one that you taught at uh, Star Parker's convention in D.C., The what was it called, Cure? Mm-hmm. And uh, so this particular listener said, please, can you remind us? And he said he, he wanted us to remind the people on a regular basis. So I promised I would pull up a, a thing because we have this course on DVD. So I should have probably given you a few minutes before the show to prepare for this, but it just occurred to me because I forgot to do it yesterday, and I was like, oh, I told him I was going to do it, and I totally forgot. Well, the More Than Victims course is about the uh, black, what I call black founding fathers and mothers of America. So it's it's um, really just a history lesson of numerous examples of black Americans uh 
prior to the Emancipation Proclamation, in 18, all prior to 1863. That oh, I so you're telling me that Lincoln didn't give people every black person their freedom the federal government is the is not the great emancipator <laughs> so these are stories for example the first man to give his life for every american's freedom was a black man uh christmas addicts the first uh, mayor first black mayor in america wentworth cheswell um wentworth cheswell who also made the min what we call the midnight ride of paul revere along with others um, so, so it's all it's it, there are all these examples of successful, influential entrepreneurs, patriots, soldiers, my, politicians. My two favorite is the spy. Yeah. So uh, James, <laughs> number one, the spy. Yeah, James Armistead Lafayette um, was one was a, a spy and uh, not part of the Culper spying. Everybody, you know, watch the show now. Yeah. Culper spying. <laughs> In the New York area, this so was, Washington had multiple spy rings going on there. As soon as out of Virginia was was basically the key to victory in the Battle of Yorktown. Anyway, this, so the, the, this is all in that presentation with the idea of countering the propaganda that all you know all Black Americans were were just slaves. That that's all they've ever been. That's who they are, which kind of upholds that foundation. What you're talking about of showing America as uh, you know, slave built on slavery and racism, all that. So anyway, that's just a resource as far as reaching people like what you describe. Uh, I always I try to recommend to people you first you get this, you get uh, e equipped with information like this and you share it in pieces. You right. Don't, you don't you know, I have the hour in presentation you know, to give, but it's, it's... Yeah, you can do it. You can get it at libertyfirstuniversity.com. You can actually even contact us through the website to have JC come teach it to your group. Yeah, and the point of that is to equip equip the hearer to reach people. We always... It's frustrating. I don't... You know, I don't want to... It's not meant to be disparaging or whatever, but it's frustrating when the perspective is, Chris Ann, come teach your class. JC, come teach this class to this group or my friends or whatever. No, the point of, point that we teach this is to equip you. And it's not right. that you got to stand up and give an hour presentation. So you, you get this information and you share it in pieces. Like right. one, one person at a time, um, you know, not, I would say not in the context of arguing, you know, what you're arguing, right? You, right. You, this would be just normal conversation. Hey, check this guy out. Um, so the same thing we talk about, we have the course about slavery and America's founders. I think it's the same thing. So you mm -hmm. start with, you know, you said uh, America built these white elite slave owners, blah, blah, blah. Pick a founder and some of their some of their words and uh, about slavery. So George Mason. And about their desire to end slavery and how wicked and evil it was yeah. and why they needed to declare independence from Great Britain to to be able to legally free slaves. So, I, I you know, I, rec I would recommend... George Mason, John Jay. So these are two great founders to start with. Mm -hmm. Hey, you ever heard of this founder? You know, well, here's something he said. And you just kind of keep plugging along to introduce this information that that slowly erodes the false perspective. Now, you, you don't need, here's just the thing. pontificate, educate. But, Remember, we got the T-shirts, too. So Right. But here's here's the thing, too. Now, you, you have to f study the whole picture okay you have to take in the whole uh, picture of the person's life and actions and the context you can't turn into 
you know, on on our side, you know, you get accused of, uh, you know, try, oh, you're saying they're not slave or whatever. You, you can't no, cherry pick. No, we're not saying pick. there wasn't slavery. But here's the thing. You have to be careful. You can't cherry pick things and then ignore uh, ignore other aspects of their life. I find things with George Washington. Thomas Jefferson's not a good example because he's, he's got problems, but there there's also context even to the sort of bad history. But I find this with George Washington. Um, there are stories that people will trot out and... When you see them, you think... As oh. a pro-slavery guy. Right, and you think, man, that's bad. Oh, well, we just had that, Once you, that school in San Francisco wants to wipe out the Washington murals yeah, so because it traumatizes the children. But you have to... You can't just ignore that. So you have to go study the context. And a lot of times, once you study the context, you'll realize it's not mm-hmm. it's not what they're making it out to be. But that's when you're, you're going to have to own that history. You're going to have to have some understanding of the history and the context and be able to explain the context of where some of the actions are are coming from, like the slavery compromises, like uh, like when you talk about the sunset clause of slavery, where when they ratified the Constitution, they wanted you know mm-hmm. slavery to end in the early 1800s. It's going to stop, and so then the question is, why didn't they stop it to begin with? They compromised with slavery, so this is well, you know, and that's why so we have, have the DVD on slavery and the American founders. Right. We we teach. The discussion, because it's not just about learning quotes. I don't know, uh, a couple weeks ago, JC uh, was not with me, and I did the show by myself, and we talked about the danger of just throwing out quotes and being caught in that trap. I mean, Louis Gohmert really got 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 politically hanged because he threw out a, Je- a Washington quote and didn't even understand the context. I mean, somebody told it to him. He thought it was great. I'm sure he memorized it and then he used it out of context. And we have the internet, people. People are going to come back and double check you. So it, it's important, like you said, not to just throw the quotes out there, but to actually understand the context and the history of them. That's why we have Slavery in the American Founders DVD. That's why JC has his More Than Victims DVD. That's why I have the Forgotten Founders DVD. And it's not just so you can entertain yourself, and it's not JC and I hocking our wares. You know, I, I, I started referring to this as a discipleship, JC. I think this is really what we're trying to do here. It's one thing to just simply teach but we want to do more than teach. We want to disciple you into becoming the teachers of yourselves. Yeah. Is that so, accurate? Yeah, I think so. I would say you equip yourself with the information. So we have the resources to give you this information. And then you, and then you, I think, have to dig deeper, right? It's one thing to know it. And you're talking about the person with the question is not just knowing it, right? You don't, right. you buy a DVD, you watch it, oh, I got this information, or I heard it, or whatever. Right. Okay, now you're talking about using it. Mm-hmm. You're putting it into practice. You're trying to give somebody an answer uh, in order to convert them to the to a proper understanding. Right. So convince you, so then, and convert. So then again, step 1, you're you're introduced to the information, mm-hmm. you begin to learn the information, but then you have to own it. You got to right. go deeper and then you have to think about how you're going to use it. So so like I said, I recommend you have to take a broad sort of long-term perspective, broader perspective, we, we got to get out of this winning the argument perspective, mm-hmm. okay? You have to think of it in a relational, relationship kind of perspective, mm-hmm. this long view. And so you take little bits and you just keep chip, chipping away right. 
at the misunderstandings, uh, you know, in relationship with, with the people around you. Uh, you need to recognize, I think for that perspective, you have to recognize the people that we interact with, the people you're talking about, they didn't, they didn't just, uh, you know, grab this understanding overnight. Right. They, they've been years and years brainwashed mm -hmm. in yes. public schools, yes. government schools, colleges, textbooks, media, et cetera, et cetera. So you got to take a long-term view. And so it's just like the morality of resistance. I, I say take the single Bible stories and just use them one at a time. Chip away at the misunderstanding. So that's how I would recommend using it, how you approach it. And that's, and again, Liberty First University is a great way for you to become this equipped to get your equipment to fight this battle. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. J.C., I'm sad today. Okay. I'm very sad. I'm very sad about something that happened in our hometown. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, and, well, it, is, it saddens me because I actually physically went to the Columbia County Sheriff's Department, offered tr constitutional training, and was told that we don't need that here. And now what we found is we have a, a Florida man. This is from Fox News. It was also covered in the local paper, which is the Lake City Reporter. Uh, a Florida man arrested for refusing to remove vulgar sticker. And his claim was they're just words. So we have Dylan Shane Webb, who's 23 years old. He's charged with misdemeanor counts of violating Florida's obscenity law and resisting an officer without violence, uh, arrested by a Columbia County Sheriff's officer because he had a sticker on his car that read, I eat, eh, right? So according to the, this is the, the Lake City Reporter story. Now here's the problem. Um, we can't discriminate or we can't have the government creating laws that that uh, violate somebody's right to speech because somebody finds it offensive. This is very settled law. And this is part of what we teach in uh, the law enforcement course. This is a Supreme Court opinion, Texas v. Johnson from 1989. A bedrock principle underlying the First Amendment is that government may not prohibit the expression of an idea simply because society finds the idea itself offensive or disagreeable. Uh, and in three years later, the Supreme Court even went so far as to say, look, um, this hate speech is even a part of protected speech. And we all, if you know anything about uh, free speech laws and the vulgarity. You've got the Larry Flint cases where the Supreme Court said you can't, you can't censor, the government can't censor people's words because they find them offensive or vulgar. And this law, I'm not, this law is not going to be held up. 
Okay. <laughs> the this I, I, is the, I just you no offense, but you like you like declaring what the Supreme Court will do. I, I just I don't know how you can do that with any confidence. You you maybe you mean to say it shouldn't be upheld. Well, maybe it shouldn't be upheld. You have that much confidence in the Supreme Court. Well, no, I have that much confidence at this point that the Supreme Court is married to precedent, and the precedent is very clear in this issue. Well. But even within that, they've also, I mean, they create their own doctrines and Mm -hmm. they've expressed this, even in the Flint case, this idea of, uh, you know, it it have some artistic or expressive purpose. That's their Mm -hmm. loophole when they want to change their mind for whatever reason. They could say, you know, well, you know, what what purpose or what whatever communicative, whatever their weird doctrine is that they've come up with. I, I just for me on a personal level. okay, I visited the Columbia County Jail. Uh, I know how these guys operate. First off, the resisting without violence. Well, I'm going to get to that in just a second. Is, is more offensive to yeah. me than the yeah, first Yeah, absolutely. Amendment. I'm going to get into that as well because this is this is a problem. I, what I fa- don't. Sh- I don't. I'm just. I don't share your confidence that uh, that this kid would win this case. Just my opinion. Yeah, I I I think that I I really think even in today's Supreme Court, this 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 is a no brainer. Uh, just because if it gets if it gets that far I would hope that it doesn't get that far I would hope that the the judges in Columbia County would recognize this as a clear indicate a clear mark of precedential precedentially established free speech I think for me I don't I know the judges there as well. Yeah. I mean, and this this is the problem you're talking yeah. about my hometown. So yeah. I know the judges there. So sorry, I can't I can't go with you that on either. I know that the judges that are there, which are who are good people. Yeah. So what I could what I could envision them doing is sort of giving it a light sentence or you know something mm-hmm. very minimal. Right. But but saying this is not legitimate. We're mm-hmm. throwing this out. I don't see that happen because Florida does, in fact, have uh, an obscenity law. So I, there's no way these judges are going to say, uh, no, we're going to we're ignoring it. They'll say, OK, it is a law, um, you know, but we know how it is and maybe something light. But well, I think the most that's the best I think for me, for. the most offensive part. There were two offensive parts for me. Number one, again, the resisting without violence. And number two, the statement of the of the sergeant from the Columbia County Sheriff's Office, which I'll get back to when we get back. Can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris and Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. We're talking about the arrest of a, of a man in Columbia County, Florida, for what they what the sheriff determined to be a vulgar bumper sticker. And JC, you and well, I was deputy. Uh, right. What did I say? The sheriff's deputy. The sheriff's deputy. The sheriff's deputy uh, determined to be vulgar. You and I talked about the words in this bumper sticker, which. <laughs> uh, it, it could be interpreted many ways, yeah, right? Maybe he likes barbecued pork. The, the guy never I, I don't said, know. the, the uh, defendant never said what it meant that I right. know of. But, so it was interpretation. I don't, I don't really know what it means. I know what it says, and I could, I could posit sort of various 
possible meanings, but I I don't know. If, I couldn't tell you for sure right. what it, what exactly it means. But once again, this is the danger of these kinds of violations of free speech because I mean, you be, have somebody applying their meaning to the text. It just dawned on me. It could be a farming reference. Uh-huh. Like, I eat beef. Right. I eat donkey. Right. I mean, maybe that's what he or said. Or I raise I, donkey. I eat donkey. Yeah, whatever, like, right. Like, donkey, could be so. a pro-donkey farming sticker. Like right. Like, he's promoting the consumption of mule meat. Right, exactly. So I don't that, know. That could be. It could be. Who I, knows? Yeah. But here's the thing that the deputy said. And I think, JC, for me, this makes my head explode. What he says is if the law is faulty, then the legislature can address that. Or if the law is unconstitutional, then the judiciary will address that. That's the boiling down to the fact I'm not here to determine the law. I'm just here to enforce the law. Right. And that is not the role of the sheriff's office. And that's something that we really need to understand. And that's the same thing, uh, the same kind of ideology that put Rosa Parks in prison. Uh-huh. And that's the kind of thing that we, we want to, we need to get away from. Not only that, okay? So the deputy issues a notice to appear for violating the, the vulgar statute, the vulgarity statute, whatever that is, and then told him that he had to remove one of the letters from the word uh, that was perceived to be the bad word so that the statement would no longer be derogatory. Right there, JC, that is evidence of content-based censorship. Right there. I mean, for me, as a First Amendment attorney, this is really a no-brainer law. Yeah, that certainly seems over the top. I mean, that's, I, I don't know, that's bizarre to me. Because, well, this is because this that's is like how this It's like he's works. already the decider of fact yes. and the jury and... Like, well, here's, but you he know declares that, the remedy and whatever. Okay, this but you already crazy. know this because when Mr. Webb told him, I'm not going to do this, I have freedom of speech and freedom of press, the deputy then arrested him yeah. for violation uh, or for resisting without violence. What's interesting is this is this arrest, okay? I'm going to tell you. Maybe the vulgarity thing is an iffy thing. We can, I'll give you that in today's culture, wherever in this environment. But this idea of arresting someone for uh, refusing to do what an officer says is very clearly an unconstitutional exercise of power. Is, is that what he did? He refused to do what the officer said? Yes. Uh, did it say specifically why he got the charge of resisting without violence? Yes, the, the Lake City, Cause, yes. Because he wouldn't take the letter because off? Because he would not take the letter off. It's, no. yeah. He was taken... Well, uh, I was told in Columbia County by an officer, so I, I was pulled over uh, for speeding in Columbia County, and uh, I w it was at night coming over a bridge, and a guy went around me really fast, and I felt like, and I wasn't actually speeding, and I felt like, uh, you know, he radared this guy. I don't know why, you know, I don't know how he didn't see the other guy. Nevertheless, I felt like you must have radared this guy who came around me driving like a lunatic, and he pulled me over. So he comes to the car and starts this thing, and I got you doing this, whatever. And I said one word. 
You know what the word was? What? I said, really? When he said, I, I caught you doing this, this amount of speed. I said, really? You know his response to my one word question, really? What? You don't question an officer when he tells you something unless you want to go to jail. So welcome to Columbia County, Florida. I want, and I want to know this. Can, can I, I want to extend a question to Sheriff Hunter, mm-hmm. Sheriff Mark Hunter of mm-hmm. Columbia County Sheriff's Office. If, and first off, I think we know how this, we know how our area works. It's a good old boy central. And mm-hmm. so I suspect Mr. Webb had something against this guy, this kid in particular, and he targeted him. Cause I, Webb I, is, no, Webb is the defendant. Uh, okay, the deputy. The deputy is uh, Murray Smith. Okay, so I suspect the deputy targeted Mr. Webb, okay? Because I could point to many such things in Columbia County on a daily basis. So why why this guy gets pulled over and taken to jail? So I want to ask Mr. Mark Hunter this because I ended up in the Columbia County Jail. I think I, I, think I said this before on the radio because of a, a mix-up of a Missouri ticket that got charged to me that I never had mm-hmm. they suspended my license unbeknownst to me anyway long story short i ended up in uh, the, the officer taking me to jail for that <laughs> and we had to go and go through the court and get a no process and get this try to get this cleared up so long story short mr mark hunter if you're going to send your um your deputies if your deputies are going to be roaming the county looking for uh, people that use obscene language. Your morality police. Are you going to arrest your own deputies? Because you remember when I came out of mm-hmm. the Columbia County Jail, the story that I told mm-hmm. you. What was what was the one thing that so imp- that so left an impression on me about my experience in that jail? How vulgar the female deputies were. All, all of them. All of them. But but mm-hmm. uh, of course you know being traditional guy, this is sh- chauvinist and misogynist. But I was shocked at the female deputy was also in the mix, but it was all the deputies. Mm-hmm. Now, I was I spent almost 10 years in the Navy, okay? Mm-hmm. Some of the most vile, I mean openly vile and just blatant, nonstop, incessant vulgarity and obscenity in jokes and language from the deputies in the Columbia County Jail. And I came out of there and I told you, I said, wow, these are some of the most vile, disgusting individuals I've ever met and encountered in my entire life. And they are the deputies of the Columbia County Sheriff's Office. So I'm asking Mark Hunter, does this apply to your deputies? Why do your deputies get to act like that? And they bring a citizen in and processing a a citizen in your facility while they're processing about every third word is filth coming out of their mouth. They're standing around telling filthy jokes nonstop. So Sheriff Mark Hunter, sir, as you parade around your Christianity for everyone to see and hear, I want to know why does this apply to the citizen and it doesn't apply to your deputies. I was a pastor for a while, sir, and there's a principle uh, of uh, called hypocrisy that the Bible teaches. So I want to hear your answer to this. I want to know, are you going to apply the laws equally to yourself and your deputies as you do the citizen, or are you simply a tyrant and a hypocrite? 
That's what I want an answer Well, to. there goes Chris Ann's opportunity to train the Columbia County Sheriff's Department. I don't care. <laughs> I I'm, I, I know, we have, I know. Number one, we have to live there. Yeah. And, and, it, and the hypocrisy, this is, this is what ticks me off, okay? Because we want to support law enforcement and we want to support good law enforcement. And I don't, I don't want to jump on the bandwagon of people hating police just to hate police. And so it ticks me off when you have people like this who give police a bad name and support the anti-law enforcement narrative by their actions. So one of the things that ticks me off almost more than anything on the planet is a, is a, is a low-life police officer giving other law enforcement, sacrificing their lives every day, a bad name. So I nobody- despise low-life, unaccountable law enforcement. Well, and it's frustrating when the officers who are the good guys don't say anything about this. Now, according to the Lake City Reporter, quoting the the police report, that after an, uh, issuing the notice to appear, the deputy asked Dylan Webb to remove one of the letters from the word uh, that he found offensive so that the statement would no longer be derogatory. This is all quotes from, from the police report or from the sheriff's report, Webb refused, citing his First Amendment, according to the report. Then the deputy detained Webb and placed him into a patrol car. And then he was taken to the detention facility without incident, where he was charged with obscene writing on vehicles and resisting an officer without violence. Now, the fact that the deputy says, I'm just here to enforce the law, is really offensive to me because the sheriff's department has a higher standard than that, a standard to not be a hireling of the government, but to be a defender of the rights of the people. That is the the duty of the sheriff since 1215, for Pete's sakes. But now you've got this guy who's arresting, issued him a notice of appear. Mm-hmm. For the violation, right? Which is not an arrest. It's just, here, you show up in court, you tell your story, whatever, right? Well, now, because he tells the officer, no, I'm going to stick by my right to freedom of speech and freedom of press, the officer arrests him for resisting without violence because mm-hmm. he refused to do what the officer commanded him. Now, we have, we have... We have court precedent. Now, you don't ever hear me talk about court precedent on this show, but I practice First Amendment law, and in in many of the cases where the Supreme Court gets it wrong, when it comes to when it comes to freedom of speech and freedom of press, they still most of the time get it right. And we have stuff here where even the courts, and this is what it's going to be a big deal because Webb says he's going to sue. He says he's going to fight. And he's going to bring a civil rights violation, which which he should. Here's what the Supreme Court said in 1969. To let a policeman's command become equivalent to a criminal statute comes dangerously near to making our government one of men rather than of laws. There are ample ways to protect the domestic tranquility without subjecting First Amendment freedoms to such a clumsy and unyielding weapon officers uh, must protect the rights of the people. Yeah. So here we have an officer, like you said, remove the letter. No. Okay, you're going to jail. He is judge, jury, and executioner standing there right on the side of the road, imposing his personal 
uh, his personal attributes to the detriment of somebody's rights. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. This is the last segment of our show today. Man, I didn't get to anything. The other stories that I want to get to, we'll have to uh, put them on the shelf for our weekend edition. Mm. I, they're, they're not going to expire. So, um, but You realize this is not something conservatives will support you in. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I was just thinking during the break, JC, I'm going to prepare myself for the, you know, the, the well, you know, what about the children? You know, the officer, according to the report, the deputy, according to the report, asked Mr. Webb, well, how would a parent explain that bumper sticker to their child? So, and that's the, that's and, my point, because in the conservative circles, they don't believe in the church. And they don't believe in parents. They want the government to be the church. They want the government to be parents. Right, right. Well, Mr. Webb explained, answered as appropriately as he could. Well, that would be up to the parents. Yeah. And and parents have an obligation to to educate their children, to answer their children's questions. You cannot shield a child from everything in the world, and you can't. But you, as an as an individual, as as a Christian. As a pastor, mm-hmm. as a parent, you could talk to the person driving this vehicle. Right. Okay? And you can try to educate them, reach them. Right. You know. But not use the but, government to arrest but that's, them. And that's my point. So, conserve, I've said before, and, you know, when I, when I had Facebook and this, you know, it ticked all the people off. Uh, conservative is, is, the, is the, you know, other side of the coin of liberal when it comes to statism right. so they want to use the government to enforce this right this is and here's the thing if you if if i don't want the government right if i say okay i want the church to help this man you know live on a higher plane i want a parent to be able to talk to this young man and say look this is my kids have to see this and you know and have that conversation with him I want a Christian to be able to say, "Hey, look, this is this is decency and morality as we see it, and here's why, and let's have this conversation." Okay, I want that's that's what I want to happen because I believe in liberty and I believe in individual liberty. See, the conservatives so my, they're mad at me because yeah. they don't want the individual to do that. They want they want the government to do that, and then they say, "If I don't want the government to do that, then I support right this behavior." So I if know. the government doesn't fix it. And I don't want the government to fix it. I want personal responsibility. Somehow, I support the behavior. Here's my perspective on all of this. The sword that you put in the hand of the government to chop up the words that you don't like will be the sword that is used to chop up your words. When does it become the fact that, hey, and and don't tell me this is not going to happen in America. It's already happening in America. When is it going to be offensive to say, I love Christ? on your bumper sticker and then you get pulled over and somebody says you've got to remove a letter from that because it offends me or how about a bumper sticker that says I'm a heterosexual man who loves my wife 
right? These things now become offensive to people. We don't judge words and signs based on whether they are offensive or not. But here's the, so. And I hide vulgarity. Let, let me hit the other argument again. If, you know, they will say, so you're supporting this rampant immorality. Okay. Here's the thing. I see if, more rampant immorality in the Columbia County uh, Commissioner's Office than I did on that bumper sticker. Here's the thing. If there's rampant immorality, isn't that an indication of your failure? Right? If the parents, the church, mm-hmm. et cetera, is supposed to be doing this, isn't that a, a sign, a marker? Okay, you're not doing a good job. And therefore, when you failure makes you do what? Failure makes you adjust, correct, and do better. Right. All right. If 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 water's coming in my windows, I didn't caulk them well. When I see the water, I recalk, I fix it. Okay. So when the religious right wants the government to control these things, there's no longer an indication of what what you're doing is working. Therefore, you're not going to change what you're doing. You're not going to get any better at what you're doing. So they're putting, it's just like charity, all this stuff. Yeah. They, they want to put in the hands of the government. So Christian, the Holy Spirit is the only one that can make this changing. Education and reaching people through relationship is the only one that's going to make this change. You can't give government the power to do things like this because then we have Sharia law. Everybody hates Sharia law, right? Go around beating each other over the head for morality police. This is something that we do in America as a relationship with each other. This is not a force that government ought to have. And I'm sorry, Mark Hunter, you're going to lose.